to Jesus. She was talking to Jesus. And she'd been talking to Jesus for all of her life. And Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Khaki pants and a polo shirt. Boy, I put up a fight She said, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life And yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus Yeah, I love talking to Jesus And I'll be talking to Jesus For the rest of my life What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus Don't you know what a friend we have in Jesus oh, 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 what a friend we have What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus oh, oh, I've got three of my own now Trying to raise them upright my oldest is 15 And I remember what that was like Trying to deal with the trauma Trying to figure out the questions in life And I've been looking for a way to show him How to make it all right Then he walks in my room well, I was saying my prayers the other night He said, I'll come back later I can tell you got a lot on your mind I said, it's not an interruption You couldn't have picked a better time Cause I was just talking to Jesus Come over and give it a try we started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. Whoa. And now he's talking to Jesus. Thank God he's talking to Jesus. I hope he's talking to Jesus for the we have come on what a friend we have see you and your families come on what a friend we have best friend what a friend we have nothing like it Whoa. 
is no bad time to start. It don't have to sound pretty. Just tell them what's on your heart. Cause it's not a religion. It's not a religion. Cause it's more like a friendship. So just talk to your father like you are his kid. Just start talking to Jesus. Start talking, folks. Just start talking to Jesus. You can talk to Jesus anytime you want. Oh, whenever you like. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. Lift up your hands, everybody. Just keep talking to Jesus the rest of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to episode number 82 here on LFA TV, episode number 82 of Rise Up. We made it. I can't believe it. We're on our way to 100. Such a wonderful blessing that this show is. This is called God's Podcast for a reason. So I'd like to welcome you all to God's Podcast. If you had tears in your eyes this morning during that song, it's okay. So did I. Just start talking to Jesus. So many people out there are so desperate for salvation, so desperate for the gospel. Yesterday, I told you that we've been training for this moment. And for all those people out there that are expressing desperation for the word of God, you can be that little shining light on the hill, that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, and you can give them the ability And the courage to talk to Jesus. Jesus is not only a friend, but our big brother who loves us. Yes, and our father and our everything. Shop Girl 607 says, good morning, church. Good morning to you, Shop Girl. Thank you for being here. PC Free 1776, which I love that name, says, stay hungry for his word and more of him. I agree. Shelly Rose says, praise God, I can hear. Thank you so much for your prayers. Sharon says, my obligation, helping my little neighbors, may be done today. Going to pick her up. She's being released from the hospital. God bless you. That's a neighborly thing to do. You can't beat God, so you might as well join him. That is the title of today's show, everybody. You can't beat God, so you might as well join him. This is your opportunity now to share to your friends, family, co-workers, associates, everybody that you know. We're not here to judge anybody. We're not here to damn anybody to hell. God doesn't even do that. We're here to let people know that you can start talking to Jesus today and you can't beat God. So stop rebelling today. Free Free yourself from the chains that you're locked in and start talking to him today. That is what our job is. That is what our job is. Now, you know what I told you yesterday? You've trained for today like a warrior, but a different kind of warrior. What does that mean? 
Well, before we get to the Lord in prayer, let me tell you exactly what that means. Everybody in the world right now who may or may not be a follower of Christ but allows this fleshly world to dictate their decisions and their daily emotions, especially in the face of America dying as it did yesterday, the America that we know in our lives, our job, your job, my job, Christ's real followers are the ones that can withstand the emotional devastation because they've been training their eyes and ears and mouths and bodies and brains and everything that they have. We've been training to keep our focus on Jesus during the trials, during the tribulation. Now, other people might be followers of Christ, but not maybe they're not there yet. They're not that strong yet. They're folding under the pressure because their armor is not as strong as yours. Your armor allows you not to fold underneath the pressure, just like we all did on November 4th of 2020 together, didn't we? Remember, it was three years ago. You and I, most likely you and I, you were here most likely. We were together on November 4th of 2020. Talk about emotional devastation. But we stayed calm in the face of disaster. We stayed calm in the face of destruction. We stayed calm in the face of absolute devastation, didn't we? And we're still here, aren't we? That is what I've been trying to tell you. That is what you've been training for. Because there are millions of people in this world, far more than there is not, that cannot handle this, that are folding like lawn chairs right now, that are absolutely letting their entire personal and individual lives fold under the pressure that this country died yesterday. But just like Jesus prepared his 12 disciples for the day that he was going to physically die, and that he was no longer going to be here for them. They stood strong. They wavered a little, but they were stronger than others. They were the light. They were there to keep people's spirits up, to bring the Holy Ghost, to bring the Holy Spirit to all corners of the world. And that is where you are now. You are the 12 disciples. I am the 12 disciples. We together are the ones that are going to be able to hold it together. Because we understand that this is all temporary. There's going to be life after us and there's going to be life after Trump. But there is no eternal and everlasting life for those who continue to fold. So we have to pick them up. Who's going to do it if not us? That is why I titled today's show, You Can't Beat God, So Join Him. That is our job. Our job is that guy who saved that dog yesterday from getting absolutely pulverized by that oncoming train. That is us. That's what we've been training for. 
I am so incredibly thankful to God that he chose me. I'm so incredibly thankful to God that he chose Tommy Girl and Moose for Trump and Bad Moon and MJ Randall and Ray and MD Norton and Annie Get Your Guns. He chose you all. Do you know how I know he chose you? Because you're here. Because you woke up this morning and you came to this platform, to this podcast, to this network. That is how I know you were chosen. We were all chosen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer now. We are 13 minutes past the hour. And then we're going to get into the, I'm going to read the verse of the day first. And the reason why I'm going to read the verse of the day first is because I'm going to read it in context. I'm not going to just go right to the verse of the day. I'm going to read the verse in context today. There's videos I need to show you. There's books we need to go through. So let's get to it now. Please, if you're wearing your hat, remove your hat and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Okay. And remember the theme for LFA TV this year, and that includes Rise Up, is peace. How is anyone going to experience peace if it's not for you? It is your job to bring it to them. You are the peacemakers, you guys. So let's pray for that now. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, today we come to you humbling ourselves on bended knee, Praying to you to give you thanks, Lord, for choosing us to be the light in the darkness, for choosing us to be your warriors, for choosing us to be the bearers of truth, the bearers of light, and the bearers of peace. Lord, this job is not for everybody. That's why we know that you chose well and that you chose right, because everybody who's here today has gone through the worst situations the worst scenarios. Everybody who's watching and listening to your podcast, to God's podcast here on Rise Up today, every one of those people have been beat down, have been at the lowest point in their lives and have been rebuilt in your image and have been rebuilt with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ as their Savior, as Jesus Christ, as their sacrificial lamb who took all of our sins. Lord, we know that you pick the most unlikely people to help accomplish your goals, your will, and your miracles. And for that, we are thankful, Lord. We continue to pray and ask for heavenly wisdom. And we continue to pray that Jesus and the Holy Spirit will guide us step by step to bring this nation back to God, to bring this nation back to its knees, to bring the gaze of this nation back towards heaven so that you can bring the gaze of your face back to our nation. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible responsibility. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I knew that we were here for a reason. I knew this podcast was was put on my heart for a reason. Now I know. Now I know. I want to show you guys something. And I don't know why I'm showing this to you because it kind of feels like vanity, but it's not. I promise you. It's not vanity. But I have to show you why we started Rise Up. Christmas last year. December. I have a hair in my face. I posted this. I don't know if you could see this or not. But if you can see this, 
I posted this short clip last year. And it says, desperate Democrats will indict Trump. Yesterday, Eli found that for me and showed it to me. I forgot, I, I forgot that I even did that video. I don't even remember doing the video. I had to go back and watch it and go, oh yeah, now I remember that. It says, desperate Democrats will indict Trump. That's why. That's why Rise Up is a show. That's why we've been training for the last 82 mornings together. Not to prove any single person on this right uh, earth right. I'm not a prophet in any way, shape, or form. I don't tell the future. But I will say that God was working in us even back then so that we could prepare for times like this where everybody is absolutely folding under the pressure. We're not. We're not. Now, the title of, the, of, of, that, of that video that uh, we put out in the middle of December has one word that I really, really noticed, and that was desperate. That was desperate. Desperation because of pride, and pride goes before the fall. Last night, when that man came on TV, after dealing with the day that he dealt with, boy, did he look tired. He looked very tired, didn't he, last night? I felt very... I felt very sad for President Trump last night from a biblical level. Just as a brother in Christ, I felt sad for him. I wanted to take that yoke for him. And then I realized something as I was going to sleep last night. Donald Trump is a man of God, whether people like it or believe it or not. And he is anointed by God in a way that we've not seen in a very, very long time, or at least not at that level, I should say. God anoints people all the time for amazing things. And I realized something last night. Donald Trump doesn't need us to take that yoke and that burden for him. He's got Jesus. Donald Trump doesn't need us to feel sorry for him. Why would we feel sorry for him? He's doing the work of the Lord. Donald Trump is a absolute warrior on fire for God. And like I said, he looked tired last night, but he did not look defeated in any way, did he? So when I thought of that last night, and, I, and, and I, I say every day, I feel so bad for him. I wish I could just help him. He doesn't need our help. He just needs our support. He's got all the help he needs right there in, in, in heaven, and he's going to be just fine. But sometimes we need to stop and realize, hey, wait a minute. We get caught up in this doubt, don't we? I get caught up in doubt every day. Doubt that he's going to be okay. Doubt that we're going to be okay. Doubt that America's going to be okay. Doubt, doubt, doubt. That's the devil, guys. That's the devil. Every time that we get stressed out or anxious 
for Donald Trump's safety or anything. We don't have to do that. Why? Because we are already praying. We've already prayed for his safety. God answers his people's prayers immediately. Why do we get stressed out? I'll tell you why. Because the flesh is weak and the devil sows doubt. And it's very easy to sow doubt when everything that you ever known as you know, strong and sacred, our foundations of America, the pillars of this country, we're supposed to trust in them, but we can't trust in them anymore. And I think there's a reason for that. We put too much trust in man-made religion, man-made policies, man-made procedures, man-made governments, man-made agencies, man-made everything. And God's saying, no, you are going to turn back to me. Put your trust and faith in me. Don't put your trust and faith in alphabet agencies or government programs. What are you doing? Put your faith and your trust in me. So this is a lesson for us just as much as it is for anybody else. And at nighttime, I get the, I understand these things. You know, going throughout the day, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to stay focused. It's very difficult to stay trusting in God, even though we are men and women of God. It just is. It is the way it is. And you can't tell me that you don't waver sometimes because we're only human. We do. But at the end of every day, you put your mind on God and you put your focus on God again and he will reveal all the answers to all the questions that you had during the day, even if they're questions that you didn't even know you had to ask. There was Jesus. Just like that song. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing, in the hurting, there was Jesus. You didn't even know he was there and he was there. Donald Trump doesn't need our us to feel sorry for him. He only needs us to be strong prayer warriors for him. And that's it. And then put our faith and trust in God. Everything is going to work out. That is why we are here today, folks, to tell everybody that. Now, a lot of people will say, but look at, they stole the election three years ago and we've not, we've, look at us, look at us. Yeah, look at us. Look at the greatness that's happened in three years. Look at the darkness that's been exposed in three years. Look at the people that have run back to God in these last three years. Look at the Jesus revolution that's happening in this country that started at Asbury University. Look at Roe v. Wade, done, gone, a thing of the past, will never come back at a federal level again. Look at all the people that are finally, for the first time, dropping on their knees and accepting God into their lives. Yes, look at all the great things that have happened in these last three years. That's the way I look at things. Because there is no other way to look at things. And do you want to know how I'm right? Because God says that. I'm not right. God is right. I'm just following what he says. And I'm giving it to you guys. Bad Moon says, Eli, thank you for all you do. You guys have no idea. Well, maybe you do. Eli, it's very hard to be a producer. I think it might be harder to be a producer than it might be a show host. I don't know. I do produce a lot, too. I produce a lot of this show as well. But big shout out to him. He is definitely an Elisha. Just like his name says he is. I want to... uh, I want to go to our first book of the day, and that's One Minute Prayer for Dads. Now, we're going to be reading from page 20 if you have this book. And if you don't have this book and you still have a dad, I would get this for your dad. And if you still have a husband, I'd get this for your husband. Because this is a wonderful, phenomenal book. We're going to be reading from 1 John two sixteen and 17. 
from page 20. And it says this world, this world, this world that's beating people down like a redheaded stepchild, this world that is sowing doubt into almost everybody that we know, this world, all that is in this world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father. All of that feeling sorry for for Trump is not from the Father. The doubt that we have that's going on right now that we'll ever get back to the once promised, once wonderful, blessed nation of God, all of that, that's not from God. It's just not. It's not from the Father, but of this world, from this world. And the world is passing away along with all of its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. We Christian dads can easily be distracted by the glitter of the world. And I'm going to show you a video after this that shows you embracing the world and embracing Christ. It's beautiful, beautiful. It's a quick video, but it's absolutely beautiful. What is, the, what is it that attracts you personally? Is it ambition? Is it money? Now, I'm not talking about the godly you. I'm talking about the fleshly you, if there's anything left. Is it ambition? Is it money? Is it material goods? Whatever it is, it will likely cost you dad hours and still leave you dissatisfied. Men out there that are listening. The thing is, if we're not satisfied by Christ and thus turn the world and thus turn to the world for satisfaction, we're entering a maze that has no end. It's like a dog chasing its tail. But dads who set aside their hunger for the world and focus on fatherhood will find themselves at the destination where happiness resides. God, I can be dazzled at times by the glitter of this present world. I know if I persist in following the attractions of the world, I will suffer great loss. God, your kingdom has so much more for me than what's in this world. Today, more glitter will be thrown my way. Help me to recognize it for what it is. Counterfeit riches and reject it. Instead, may I draw from you the joys of this world to come, your kingdom and your eternal reign, as it is on earth, as it is in heaven. There are things that are in this world that are of heaven. It's here. We, our Holy Spirits, are from heaven. We're here. We are from heaven. That's why it says, go back home. Jesus' teachings are here. Love is here. Affection is here. Forgiveness is here. Joy is here. Peace is here. All these are things from heaven. They're right here. We should live with these things on earth as if we were in heaven. What we should not do is accept and embrace the things of this world, like transgenderism, LGBTQ stuff, all of that. Lying, cheating, stealing, fornicating, lusting, judging. I want to go to a video. And this is a video that shows life before Christ and life after Christ. Um... Okay, are you guys ready? 
Let's uh, let's go to this video now. So this is a, a p- posted from a woman um, that was reposted by an Instagram post called "The Gospel of Love," and this girl titled this "Life Before Christ," and it reads. I want to I want to pop it over real quick so you can read it before we start the video here. And by the way, Eli, we just hit a record here on Rise Up for viewership. You know what that means? People are hungry for the Word of God. I want you to see this here. This shows a woman drinking straight out the bottle, right? Now that looks like probably vodka or something. I don't know. But it says, if you died today, where would you be spending eternity? Have all your sins been forgiven? Is your name in the book of life? Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever so believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 16. We invite you to repent and make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life by praying this simple prayer now. Now, I want you, I want you to guys to see what happens in this video. Watch closely, okay? This her before Christ. We've all been there. after Christ. Play it again. One more time. Look at all the stuff she was doing before Christ. We've all been there. I've been there. But as soon as it shows her on her knees, man, does she look more happy. She's got more respect for herself. Hallelujah, you brought me back to life. Hallelujah, you brought me back to life. So for all those people out there that are scared to leave their old life behind, do you see how much more happier she was afterwards? Do you see how much more respect she had for herself and the people around her? I know that was me. How many of you can say I've been there? Put it in the comment section right now. I'll pull up the rumble chat. If you put it in the comment section and say, I've been there, Jeremy, I've been there. I want to see how many people understand exactly what that means. Pop it up. Here we go. Amazing. Been there. Praise Yahweh. He saved me. Been there, says Mags America. I was never there. Hold on. Hold on. I was there. Never want to go back. Wow. Amen. I have an amazing testimony about how God lifted the burden of alcoholism for me. That's amazing. That video made me cry, Jeremy. It did me too. It did me too. Been there. Been there. Hallelujah. Been there. Not happiness per se. It is content. Peace. Been there. Been there. Been there. Look at that. Look at all of the people. Look at all of the people that have been there. Unbelievable. It just goes on and on and on and on. Thousands of people. Been there. Been there. Been there. So you know exactly what that woman is going through you know the transformation that she experienced now ladies and gentlemen that was a that was a young lady probably in her 20s at that point and you have to understand that satan is going after people younger and younger because he has to go after the children let me say this one more time 
Satan has to go after the children because if he goes after adults, it's much harder to convert them to the ways of the world. It's much harder. And I saw a video this morning that actually put this into perspective big time. Why do you see all of this attack on children? Why do you see all of this, uh, you know, going after the youth, making them uh, get them from the, the cradle to the grave? Well, it's because if they can indoctrinate them at a young age, the chances of them ever, ever, ever actually having truth or, or reality or responsibility or moral compass or even knowing about Jesus is like slim to none. It's like slim to none. And I, and I saw another video perusing the Internet like I do constantly. And I want to play this video for you too. Pop this up on the screen. Let's go ahead and play this. This guy was right on with this. Check this out. Children, and the devil knows just like he tried killing Jesus as a baby, just like he tried killing Moses. Think about it. The two most prolific deliverers in all of scripture were who? Moses in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament. Moses brought the people out of bondage. Jesus brought the bondage out of the people. In the Old Testament, they lived in it. In the New Testament, it lived in it in, the, in people. So the two most prolific deliverers in all of the Bible both of them, the devil tried killing them as babies. Both of them. Pharaoh said, we're going to kill all the young boys. Missed Moses. And then Herod said, we're going to kill all the young boys. Missed Jesus. So anytime the devil really goes after the kids, we know God is raising up deliverers in that generation. So right now, God and prophetically is raising up deliverers in the young people. And so the devil's like, I got to kill these kids while they're infants, while they're in their adolescence, before they grow into maturity and they know who they truly are. It's always children. And the devil knows just like he tried killing Jesus as a baby. Just like It's always children. It's always children. And when the devil goes after the children, like he did in Moses' day, like he did in Jesus' day, like he's doing today, 2,000 years apart, it seems like every time, right? That is when the deliverers are going to be raised up. You are a deliverer. You are a child of God. Your children will be deliverers. If history is always repeating itself, then we must look at the history of the Bible and we must know where we are right now. And younger and younger and younger, 20s, teens, people are waking up. Look at Josiah and Isabella. Josiah and Isabella Moody, they're in their early 20s. Just babies, really, just born, just adults. And they are pushing people towards Christ because they became Christians in their early adulthood. In their, uh, in their adolescent years. This wasn't going on like this when I was a teenager. Not like it is today. It's a great thing, folks. That is why when I say that you were born for today, you were training in God's word for today, it's to lift up those that are being targeted. It is to put your hand down like Jesus did to Peter when he couldn't walk on the water and pull them up out of despair, pull them up out of their anxiety, their depression, their loneliness, their anger, pull them out of it. That's what we're doing. That is, that is being a warrior for God. That's being a soldier for God. Do you want to know why? Because the gospel, the gospels, the teachings of Jesus, the word of God is sharper than any sword. It can tame any lion, any beast. It can stop any war. It can stop famine. It can stop cancer, disease, anything. The word of God is the most powerful thing in the universe that we know. And you are blessed to be here today, to be that person, to pass it on. You are picked for today to be the soldier of God. 
How incredible is that? You're basically David. You were picked. You were handpicked to do this now. Now, I know that a lot of generations probably say that. But are these things happening in every generation? No. Not like, not like they're happening now. Not like they happened in Jesus' day. Not like they happened in Moses' day. 2,000 years. 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Let's think about it. From Adam to Abraham. Isn't that like about 2,000 years? From Abraham to Moses, wasn't that like 2,000 years? From Moses to Jesus, wasn't that like 2,000 years? Here we are. 2,000 years after Jesus. Deliverers, ladies and gentlemen. Deliverers everywhere. We are warriors. We are warriors. Yes, we are. Thank you very much. That is why Rise Up exists. And for no other reason than right now, for this time. And we're almost 100 episodes in. Think about how stronger you've gotten in the word. The word of God. In these last 82 episodes. I know I've gotten much stronger. I know I've gotten much more wise in the word of God in these last 82 episodes. And when we now have 1,800 people watching live. Folks, we started out with 600 people watching live. We have tripled our viewership in 82 episodes. That is God overfloweth our cups. This is definitely an interesting time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Please send healing prayers to the Bisser family here in Baltimore. Everybody, please pray for the Bisser family on our prayer list today. My 11-year-old grandson is listed. Praise Jesus. I need this show every day, says Mag American. So do I. So does everybody, right? I mean, when you really break it down, so does everybody. We all need something like this. Now, I save a lot of these videos so you guys can see these videos. Um, and, and now I want to... <laughs> everybody knows we... the Babylon Bee, right? Babylon Bee is funny. Politically funny. Oh, their mom passed away last night. Okay, Victoria, we're sorry to hear about that. Sorry to hear about that. We really are. I want to bring some smiles to your face because everybody has this, uh, you know, like, like the Jews that think Jesus was a rebel and a liar and people around the world that think the disciples just did this because they were a cult and that they were, uh, <laughs> that they pretended that Jesus, they stole the body of Jesus. You know, they bribed the guards. They rolled away the stone. They stole the body of Jesus. And then they were all martyred and mutilated just for their lies. Like that would ever happen. People don't think in common sense when it comes to the fact that everybody thinks that Jesus and his, def- and his followers were all just a bunch of deceivers. And that there was some way that they stole his body and that they planned the resurrection and faked it all and manufactured it. First of all, they weren't Democrats. So I don't think they could have come up with something so elaborate. Second of all, if you think of that time period and the logistics of them actually being liars and stealing the body and faking the resurrection, it didn't make sense. None of it makes sense. It just doesn't. And then being absolutely mutilated and tortured for, li- for their lies just doesn't make sense, right? They could have rode off into the sunset, right? So that was the fake news of that time. Babylon B made a video about it 
and I just thought it was funny. I, I, I knew it would make you guys smile. So uh, I think that's what we need. We need some uplifting smiles sometimes. Uh, let's go to this video of the Babylon Bee. Check this out. Start over. Oh, okay. We'll start from the beginning. Everybody, for John, yeah. the beloved disciple. So, okay. We go down to Jesus' tomb. I, sounds good. This yeah. is really yes. easy. Then we pay off the Roman soldiers that are guarding the tomb with their lives. Why, why would they do that? Then we somehow roll away the big stone that's in front of the tomb. Obviously, you have to move the rock first. Duh. And then we steal his body. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess. Then we tell the whole world that he rose from the dead and we get brutally murdered for our troubles! Ah! Epic break, bro. Peter, you rock! Oh, oh, okay, guys. Okay, and then what? Then we all get killed. Come on. When do we see ourselves become exalted and praised? That's just it. You don't! We want to thank... Oh, I love the Babylon Bee. Christian people are so... Christian comedians are so funny because especially, especially when they turn the tables on people that try to make up and manufacture lies about Christianity and they kind of mock them back for their mocking of Christianity, but they do it in a way that's lighthearted like that. I just think that's absolutely hilarious. I think that's absolutely hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and the fact that these, these nations went through all this trouble to kill these people for everything, don't you think that they would have at least made them uh, lead them to Jesus' body? You know what I mean? Don't you think the Romans or um, the Greeks or anybody would have literally said, force them to take them to Jesus' body? How come that never happened? How come they could never find it? You know what I mean? There's so much... Uh, to talk about when it comes to people trying to uh, poke holes in the disciples' story. And really what it all comes down to is common sense. I mean, common sense would tell you that, that their story was, is unrefutable and you can't poke holes in it. But, you know, these are the same people that think that we crawled out of the ocean and had tails and became two-legged animals, then four-legged animals, then grew brains and thumbs. And, uh, you know, now we can have the technology to do podcasts. <laughs> I'm a, Eli, I'm a single-celled organism doing a podcast. <laughs> thank God for evolution, right? Eli, thank God for macro, a micro, or macro evolution. I know. I'm so thankful I don't have a tail anymore. How would I sit in this chair? My tail would be, you know, waving behind me. I wouldn't be able and I guess we would be, we'd be smart enough to put holes in chairs for our tails, I, I think, maybe. But here's the, here's the problem with ma uh, macroevolution, Eli. I believe in microevolution because microevolution is more like adaptation, right? But macroevolution, here's the problem with that. What about the monkeys that didn't make the cut? What about the apes that are still apes? <laughs> Wouldn't you be mad? <laughs> if I was an ape, I would be so upset. I'd be like, oh, we missed the cutoff. My ancestors evolved, but I didn't. I'm still an ape. <laughs> How's that possible? <laughs> and by the way, how come no animal has turned into another animal in the years that human beings have been on this planet. If we've been here for millions of years, like, you know, evolution and Darwin says, don't you think we would have saw one animal besides a caterpillar turn into another animal? 
I think we would have. I mean, if evolution is, you know, ongoing. And again, it brings me back to the apes. What about the apes? The monkeys that didn't make the cut. They're still sitting there picking out ticks from other monkeys and eating them. They must be so jealous. They must be so mad at their brethren, their ancestors that have the opposable thumbs and the brains to be humans and all that. You know, just amazing. <laughs> eating ticks and their ancestors are eating steaks. Mmm, this is so good. So glad I'm not a monkey anymore. It's so stupid. <laughs> but yet, how stupid is it? It's taught in every school, isn't it? The theory of evolution, again, let me say that one more time. The theory of evolution is taught as fact in every school in the world. Amazing. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. The theory of evolution taught as fact to all of our children. It's incredible. As Mike Crispy would say, it is amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Jeremy, you would have been the baboon. No tail so you could sit there. Oh, there we go. I just have a red butt, right? Uh, bananas, yes, bananas, L. Jacobs. If anybody wants to go back and watch Ray Comfort early days, he was known as the banana man, and it was all about evolution. Truly incredible, truly genius, the way he did it. The way he did it. But again, think about that. I mean, it's common sense that we did not evolve. There's so many holes. You want to talk about putting holes in a theory or in a story? Boy, I could shoot holes like an automatic weapon through evolution. Evolution is the dumb. You must be the dumbest person on planet earth. If you believe in evolution at a macro level, anyway, you literally would have to be the dumbest person on planet earth. Zero common sense, zero rational thinking, zero critical thinking. Unless it's critical race theory. <laughs> You'd have to be the dumbest person alive. And that's what I do. I turn it right back on them and I mock them for their stupidity. You know, Anyway, we're going to read from day 95 from the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. And this is from Genesis 2, 18. Then the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And she did not crawl out of the ocean with a tail. <laughs> she, okay. <laughs> Uh, Psalm 68, six says, God gives the desolate a home in which to dwell. The Lord made people to have relationships with himself and others. And he recognizes and provides for our need for human companionship. Doesn't say anything about for a uh, monkey companionship. His, <laughs> his best prescription for loneliness, relationships with him and his people. That's it. That's why we should be going to church, fellowship, right? Father, sometimes I struggle with feeling alone. In those times, help me reach out to your love and to the companionship of fellow believers. We're doing it right now. All those people who feel alone, no need to feel alone with Rise Up. You literally get 1,800 friends every day to sit here and conversate with, have, have dialogue and discussion with, to pray for you. It's another reason that Rise Up exists. I'm telling you, this show is God's podcast. It is God's podcast, and it's my personal journey with Jesus. And I'm, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Michael Brasco says, you crack me up, brother. Well, hey, you know, that's, I did get class clown in high school. I did get that. Kara Moore says, I love my LFA friends. 
and my fa- friends or family. I love my LFA family. That's what, that's what I love, my LFA family. Um, I had another video saved here for you. Let me just go back. I love that one about the girl who said my life before Christ. I mean, that right there was, that right there was amazing. Um, that's a video I wanted to show for another time. Give me a second here. Here's another, uh, here's another video I wanted to show you, uh, from Cliff. What I hear- um, I always forget his last name. But here's another video I wanted to show you of his. Now, this doesn't really have anything to do with today's show or today's title, but it is a video that I wanted to show you, and I, do, and I want to get it out before I forget it. Um, this one person asks him, why is homosexuality a sin if we're born like that with those desires? And I want you to hear what Cliff says. This is another Instagram video, and this is pretty, pretty powerful uh, how he answers this question. Check this out. What he's saying is because you were born with a homosexual drive, that's who you are and that's your identity. I disagree. Just because you're born with a drive does not make it good. I'm a heterosexual male. Do you think that my heterosexual drive is to have sex with just one woman? Not in the flesh. Thank you for smiling. (laughs) No. I would like to have sex with many different beautiful women. The question, though, for me as a heterosexual male is, has God created my sexuality for a purpose? And if so, what is that purpose? Just because I'm born with a drive doesn't make it right. And we're all born with mixed up drives. What I hear you saying is because you were born with a homosexual... Talk about a good point. So that is a good way to argue the fact when somebody says, I was born gay. Okay. Let's say that you're right, which you're not, but let's say that you are. If you are, that doesn't mean that you should be giving into that urge and it doesn't make it right. Resist that urge, just like I, as a heterosexual male, resist the fleshly urge to sleep with as many women as I want to. Think about it. Just because you're born with an urge does not make it right. We're born with an urge to lie because we're born into sin. We're born with an urge to steal, to lust, to fornicate, to judge because we're born into sin. Flesh is, we're born, the, the sin is intertwined in our flesh and, and vice versa. So if you ever want an argument to a person who thinks you're born gay, then you give them that argument. I just thought that was a, uh, a clever way to put it. Thought it was a clever way to put it. I want to go to the verse of the day. We didn't get to into the verse this morning like I wanted to, uh, to start the day. So let's get into it this way. Um, I want to read to you the entirety of Isaiah, uh, this chapter anyway, or this, this portion anyway, uh, which will be chapter 40. And now I have it set out to be later in the verse where I put the verse of the day. But I want to read for you the whole thing, okay? Isaiah 41. Now this is titled, Comfort for God's People. Comfort, comfort for my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sins. 
A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Who is that prophesying? Who's that prophesying? When it says, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Who is that prophesying? It's prophesying John the Baptist. It's prophesying John the Baptist. All the way back in Isaiah. Beautiful. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. And uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is telling you to just chill, to be calm. Because in the end, all the bad will be made good. All the wrong will be made right. And that is why God has trained you for today. Because there are so many people, even call themselves Christians, that will not allow that peace to set in. I'm reading from Isaiah 40. And I started at 41. Okay? Chapter 40, verse 1. Now I want to move on to chapter 40, 40, verse 6. And this is titled, The Word of God Stands Forever. A voice says, cry, and I say, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. The word of God stands forever. Go on up to a high mountain. O Zion, herald of good news, lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good news, lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Now, this is the part I really wanted to get to. Do you remember the story in which I told you that my daughter was asked by a girl in public school because she goes to Christian school and she and my daughter was playing sports in the public school and my daughter was asked, so you believe in God? And my daughter answered back mockingly with the same look. Yeah, why? You don't? What a great answer my daughter gave. What a great answer. The Holy Spirit led my 13-year-old daughter, my stepdaughter, I might add. By the way, by the way, who happens to be Mexican. Some people call me racist. Yeah, a racist would not allow mixed breeding of their family. But anyway, I digress. What a great answer when she said, so you believe in God? And my daughter goes, yeah, why? You don't? (laughs) Perfect. This reminded me of that. Listen to this. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him his counsel? Who did he, who did he consult? And who made him understand? They're talking about the Lord here. Isaiah is. Who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge? And showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlines like fine dust. Lebanon 
would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it? And the goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts it for silver chains? Or with silver chains? He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He who seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Do you not know? Did you not hear? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretch out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like the tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and who makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Did you not know? That's exactly what my daughter went through. When the, lady, the girl asked her, what, you believe in God because you go to Christian school? She's like, yeah, why, you don't? You must be out of your mind if you believe anything other than the word of God. You must be absolutely lost if you believe there's any way possible, shape, or form that we could have come here without God, that we have intelligence without a God, that we have wisdom without a God, that we have free will and spirits to make the decisions that we want to make without a God. There's no way that you could have crawled out of the ocean with a tail and one leg and grew another leg and grew arms and thumbs and a humanoid body and a brain to be able to tell the difference between your butt and your elbow you don't get that because of chance you get that by god and if you think anything other than that then you are lost ignorant stupid or defiant either way that's not good for you sometimes it takes explanations like that sometimes you must do it in a condescending way for a condescending person to break down their walls enough for you to be able to talk calmly I'm only trying to warn you. I'm only trying to warn you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go. That was a great rise up this morning. Thank you all so very much for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being here with me every single day, every single day, Monday through Friday. Rise up is becoming a huge, huge hit, ladies and gentlemen, a huge hit. Everybody, um, Everybody's just been absolutely great here, and uh, our discussions have been wonderful, so thank you all very much again. I'm going to let you go out the same way that I brought you in, and that's with a little bit of music from Elevation Worship and Maverick City, Talk to Jesus, because that's what we need to be doing right now. We need to be talking to Jesus. We got Sean Farish and Ungoverned coming up next. I just dropped that. Sean Farish and Ungoverned coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you show them some love. Rumble this video on your way out. We had record viewership here. Let's have record rumbles, too. God bless you guys. Have a good morning enjoy your rise up coffee sean farish coming up next see you later grandma used to pray out loud by in bed every night to me it sounded like mumbling like she was out of her mind she said boy this kind of praying is what saved my life you ought to try it son 
Now I know she was right. She was talking to Jesus. She was talking to Jesus. And she'd been talking to Jesus.